Welcome to Vineyard Community Church. We're very glad you're with us. As we continue on in a series that we're doing called Meals with Jesus, uh, this is our third part in this series. And um, what we're talking about in this series, uh, we're looking through um, mostly the Gospel of Luke in this series. Um, and I, I wanted to point out to you how often uh, throughout the Gospel of Luke that Jesus is at a meal and really throughout the entire gospel, he's either on his way to a meal, at a meal, or leaving a meal. And uh, I said to you, it's such a significant part of the gospel um, that it, it's very apparent that, that this idea of, of having a meal with people is very central to his mission. And, and I said to you that these meals are a picture of the grace of God because Jesus will have a meal with anybody. And that's significant. Now, Jesus, fully God, fully man, will sit at the table and have dinner with anybody. And, and he was already be, we've already seen the spectrum in the first two because uh, the first time he was at a tax collector's house, and I've told you at the time that was the worst of the worst. And then the last meal uh, we looked at last week, he was at a Pharisee's house, and that would be the other end of the spectrum altogether. Um, uh, and we looked at how, you know, sort of interesting that was, and we've, we've been looking at some of the ideas of... of um, what happens around a table, and we, we talked about how they reclined a little bit around the table and what that means, and um, I said to you from the beginning that uh, what this whole thing is, is a, it's a picture of this, that before Jesus ever picked up the cross, he picked up a fork, and things started to change. And you'll see the impact that he has around the uh, uh, meals that he has with people and what's going on. So we're we're actually looking at that together, and we're going to well, spend quite a bit of time looking at the different things that take place in, in the meals that Jesus has with people. So that's what we're up to. That's the intro transition. I always do a bad joke or two. Um, my son sent me this one this week. What's red and bad for your teeth? Bricks. <laughs> it's bad, right? bad enough that it made the list. <laughs> we're going to look at Jesus with some bread. So I was kind of trying to find a bread humorous thing. And two biscuits are walking across the street. One gets hit by a bus and the other one says, oh, crumbs. That's not bad. Okay. They seem to like that one. Okay. <laughs> I got a couple others, but they're pretty silly. We'll just stick with that. Let's leave on a high note. Um, scripture reading. Then is Luke chapter 9, beginning at verse 10 and going through verse 17. I'll be reading out of the NIV. You can follow along in whatever translations you have to have. Or in the notes is the NIV as well. Um, and they should show up overhead. But here we go. When the apostles returned, they reported to Jesus what they had done. And then he took, he took them with him and they withdrew by themselves to a town called Bethsaida. But the crowds learned about it and followed him. He welcomed them welcomed them and spoke to them about the kingdom of God and healed those who needed healing. Late in the afternoon, the twelve came to him and said, send the crowd away so they can go to the surrounding villages and countryside and find food and lodging because we're in a remote place here. He replied, you give them something to eat. And they answered, we have only five loaves of bread and two fish unless we go and buy food for all this crowd. About 5,000 men were there. But he said to his disciples, have them sit down in groups of about 50 each. And the disciples did so, and everybody sat down. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke them. And then he gave them to the disciples to eat before the people. They all ate and were satisfied, 
And the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. Blessed be the word of the Lord. Um, I love this encounter. Uh, and, and we've talked about it at different times here. The, the account of Jesus feeding the 5,000 um, with the five loaves and two fish may be the best known of Jesus' miracles. Um, it's the only one of his miracles that's actually recounted in all four of the Gospels. And I think it has a, a great way of, of capturing our imaginations. You know, we talk a lot about that here, how, how, how God has given us holy imagination and, and that we're to learn to use that and develop that in our relationship with Him. And particularly as we, as we sort of study the Scripture, you know, and we did a whole series where I encourage you to do that, look at the things that Jesus said and, and, and really try and ask God to help you, you know, see what was going on. And, and I think the most powerful way to understand the feeding of the 5,000, one of the most powerful is to, is to you know, try and see it through the disciples' eyes. What was going on with the disciples when this was happening? Because I believe um, that the, the, the main reason behind this miracle was, was less about feeding the crowd, which was certainly a part of it, but more about what the disciples were going to take away from the event and what was going on in their lives at this point in time. And so to sort of set up the, the event and the meal and everything was happening, um, Jesus had sent out the disciples to go and do ministry. Now, um, Jesus' teaching method, fascinating. So he had gathered the disciples, and then they had watched him do the stuff that he did, teach about the kingdom, pray for people, um, and, and demonstrate the kingdom in that process. And so they had watched him do that. They had done that with him. And now a time had come, and he sent them out to do that ministry as well. They had gone out to do that ministry by themselves, and they had returned to Jesus, and they were excited to tell him all the things that had happened with them in the process. It had been a, a very neat thing, and they had seen lots of neat things taking place, and so that was very good. And so they're excited uh, about what Jesus has done, you know, through their ministry, but they also come back kind of weary from the entire adventure. As you can imagine, they were out giving themselves, you know, giving of themselves. They were tired. They, they just wanted to come back, hang out with Jesus, and sort of tell him everything that had happened. So point one in your note is this, that, that they need a rest. So they've been working hard in ministry, and, and they have given out, and, and so they, they need, they're just looking to hang out with Jesus and sort of, sort of get refreshed and renewed in him. In the process. Verse 10 of Luke 9 said, When the apostles returned, they reported to Jesus what they had done. And then he took with them, uh, took them with him, and they withdrew by themselves to a town called Bethsaida. Now, Luke actually has one of the shortest accounts of this event, and so I'm going to have to, to uh, borrow from some of the other gospel accounts to kind of fill in part of the gaps in the, in the Last Supper. I mean, in the feeding the 5,000, pardon me, uh, to sort of get a picture of what's going on. And so in the Gospel of Mark, we get a little better picture of this uh, period of time. So in verse 30 and 31, the apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all they had done and taught. And then because so many people were coming and going that they didn't even have a chance to eat, he said to them, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. So Jesus is saying, in effect, come on, let's go someplace quiet. Uh, let's get away from the crowds. We can talk, and you can get some rest. And so they actually get into a boat, and they head off for a quiet area, New Bethsaida. And, um, you know, my thinking of this is that they got into a boat uh, because they, they thought the crowds would not be able to follow them that way. And they, could, they were just looking for a little break. You can get that. They've been 
you know, taking care of people and doing all the things, and they're looking for a little break, and the, the disciples are looking for a little quality time with Jesus, um, you know, having done all these things that he taught them, and they wanted to talk about that and what was going on. Um, and yet, the crowds figure out where they're going. Not only do they figure out where they're going, they actually apparently get there before they do. So <laughs> they get off the break, a boat, and there's, there's really no break to be had because here's all these people. Uh, and what we see, uh, the second point, is the amazing compassion of Jesus. So all these guys are tired, um, and it doesn't tell us that Jesus is tired, but we do know that Jesus is dealing with um, the beheading of his cousin John the Baptist. So he's, that's just happened. Um, so he's got that on his mind, and uh, I think he was probably looking forward to going and hanging out with the disciples too. I think that was um, quality time. That's one of my, my pictures is that together when that group was traveling, that they had a lot of fun together. That was quite a group, and, and uh, they got this, you know, significant things they saw and were impacting the world in significant ways. So I, I think they really enjoyed that process. But in verse 11 it says, But the crowds learned about it and followed him. And he welcomed them and spoke to them about the kingdom of God and healed those who needed healing. Uh, I, I think that's a, a that see Jesus welcomed them. Now I don't know about you, um, but if you are ever a little weary and then you sort of have a plan to get away, you've got a plan, and you you go and and yet you really can't get away. Your plans get changed. I don't know if this ever happened to you, and and all of a sudden you you realize that that your plan isn't going to work. Um, I don't know that we always are as good as Jesus in that process. Jesus welcomed them. And so he's, he, he welcomes them. What does he do? He, he does what he always does. He begins to minister to them. He tells them about the kingdom. He demonstrates the kingdom to them. And, and they spend time. And uh, we know that, that in this account, he just sort of you know, gets up to a spot somewhere where he can sit. And he begins to teach. And this big crowd uh, comes. And in effect, it looks like he's teaching and praying for them um, throughout a better part of the day. Remember, we started this off with some already tired disciples. Who, who, who Jesus had already put in their mind, let's go get something to eat and take a little rest. And uh, so, <laughs> so I, I don't, again, uh, if you're ever in a spot where someone said, hey man, let's go and get a little something to eat, your brain starts, mine does, starts thinking about that was going to be good. And now there's a pretty significant delay, delay. There's a boat ride and they get off the boat and there's no rest and there's no food. Here's all these people and Jesus begins to teach and to minister to them. In the, in the whole process. So it's a picture of the compassion of Jesus. And I've told you all these meals, you're going to see the amazing grace of God always uh, demonstrated. And there it is again. The grace of God, um, you know, is that, that here's all these people and they, they want to be with Jesus. They want to hear what he has to say and they want to be around him. And, and there's people that are, that are needing ministry and they're bringing and coming to him and he's ministering to them once again. So... Um, that, that word in the Greek, welcomes, means that, that he, he actually makes the people feel wanted, which is pretty significant. Um, because it's, there's one thing to sort of be hospitable at some level. There's another whole thing about making people feel wanted. So do you remember in our last message, if you were here, when we looked how Jesus had gone to Simon the Pharisee's house? Where there's sort of a showing of hospitality, but he didn't really make Jesus feel wanted by going all out 
the way that he should have, you know, with, with uh, you, know, you know, a foot washing and, and, and uh, you know, with uh, the, the welcoming kiss and with the, the, the fragrance, uh, the oil fragrance, none of that. But Jesus, that word, he welcomed them, makes them felt like they were wanted there. So even though they were sort of crashing this little party, uh, this huge crowd, Jesus makes them feel welcome. And so this goes on throughout the day, and, and it starts to get late into the day. And the already tired disciples are even more hungry than when they started. And so that's where we're at in this process. And, and so point number three, I think it's fascinating because, um, and in your notes, you can write this down. Jesus says, you give them something to eat. So here's these guys who've come out with Jesus who said, let's get something to eat, basically, and get a little rest. Now they've been working all day. And uh, they, they, they really do want something to eat. And they go to Jesus. And this is, this is how he responds. But let me, let's set this up again. You probably know the story. Verse 12 and 13. So, late in the afternoon, the twelve came to him and said, Send the crowd away so they can go to the surrounding villages and countryside and find food and lodging because we're in a remote place here. And he replied, You give them something to eat. And they answered, we have only five loaves of bread and two fish, unless we go and buy food for all this crowd. So the disciples come to Jesus and, and uh, they say, look, would you send everybody away so, so we can get something to eat? In, in John's version of this, John 6, 8, and 9, another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon's Peter brother, spoke up. Here's a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish, but how far will they go among so many? So I love this picture. Um, so the guys are hungry, and there's this big crowd that's come, and, and they've sort of been promised a meal that they never saw happen. They're tired. They've been out doing the stuff, and I'm sure they're doing the stuff with Jesus now. But they're getting hungry. It's getting late in the day. And there's this huge crowd, and, and so they, they look around, and they find this kid um, who's got his lunch, and they seem to somehow negotiate for his lunch. You know, I hope it was willingly that the kid said, here you go. Um, but whatever, they've, they've managed to get five loaves and two fish. And so I, I think, uh, you know, my thought is they're, they're looking and they're thinking five loaves, two fish, and doing some math. They think, okay, that's, there's 12 of us, there's Jesus, we should probably give the kids something to eat since it was his food. Fourteen fish sandwiches, here we go, that's what we got, we're going to be okay, we're all going to get a fish sandwich, it's going to be good. And so they go to Jesus and they say, look, could you send everybody away? We're hungry, we can, we can, we've managed to take care of ourselves. And we got, we got you covered too, Jesus, uh, and the little kid whose food we got. But, uh, but, but, you know, this, look at this crowd. There's no way that, you know, we can, and, and so we don't want to eat in front of them because, you know, but that's not right. So tell them to go. Uh, and, and, and that's when Jesus looked at them and said, no, no, you give them something to eat. And they're like, we've already sort of figured this out, Jesus. Like I said, we got maybe 14 fish sandwiches here. It's not even a big feast as it goes. But, uh, but what are we going to do with that? And, and so here's what, so it's, he's not enough. And I love it because Jesus says, give them to me. I, I like that. So he says, give me the fish and the loaves. And, and so the guys, that's their, that's their dinner. They're hungry. That's, that's pretty much, and, and so um, even though they have no idea what he's going to do with it, I think they just, okay, whatever. And if you ask, you know, they'd give anything to Jesus. Um, so they give him, give him the fish and loaves. And, uh, and then Jesus says to them, look, tell everybody to sit down in groups of 50. So there's a lot of groups of 50 here. Let's read verse 14. About 5,000 men were there. It's a big group. 
Um, and they didn't number the women and children. Not that they don't count, just not how they numbered them back then. So there were women and children there. So, you know, figure out the number. Um, significant number. 10,000 people, 15,000 people, whatever. 5,000, big enough number to work with, but even more. And so he says to his disciples, have them sit down in groups of about 50 each. And so the disciples did that. Everybody sat down, and um, uh, which I think is probably, you know, smart to get all those people sitting down because if you start to feed them you don't want to you don't want to get crushed <laughs> for food because they're hungry too and and you know at least the people close by are kind of looking and seeing five loaves two fish we better get one of them for sandwiches because this ain't going far uh so he makes them sit down so there's no rushing the stage so to speak and he takes the five loaves and the two fish and he looks up to heaven and he gives thanks and he begins to break them uh, and and the, the term there where he broke them, it's sort of a continual term. He's breaking the loaves. And he gives them the disciples to set before the people. So um, uh, the disciples have baskets. Um, we, we are, I, I would assume the baskets were on the boat and they were pretty big, you know, pretty good-sized wicker baskets that they would have used um, as part of their fishing, uh, the, whatever this boat was that they took. Uh, and um, so uh, Jesus takes the loaves and the fish and, and, and he, he begins to break them. He looks up to heaven... As he does, and, and uh, he blesses them. The, the word in the Greek there is uh, um, eulogeo, where we get our word eulogize. And it means to speak well of, to praise or extol. So um, when, 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 the, when the Jews were praying for a meal, they didn't say, you know, oh, thank you, God, for this food that we're about to receive. Instead, they used that prayer as an opportunity for praise and blessing of God himself. And so the, the traditional prayer is, is this. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the world, who has caused bread to come forth out of the earth. That would have been a traditional prayer that was lifted up. Pretty significant when you think what's about to happen. Jesus begins to break the small barley loaves and the fish, and he puts them in the disciples' baskets who go off to serve a group of 50. So um, off they go. Twelve disciples, serving groups of 50, basketful at a time. They're very much aware of how much they started with. And yet every time they come back with a basket, Jesus fills it up again. And they go and feed another group of 50. Now there's at least 5,000 people there. So uh, even if uh, you got all 12 disciples hot foot and baskets out there, um, that's, uh, you know, they're going to get 50 at a shot. There's 12 of them and 600. Right? I didn't do the math ahead of time. I probably should have. 600. So then uh, let's say there's 6,000. That's 10 trips of each disciple coming in and getting a basket and going out. So I, I want you to think about their whole understanding of the fact that they know what started with and Jesus keeps filling their baskets. Um, but they're still, they're still busy. This is, they could have taken several hours to get these baskets out and feed you know they go to the group and then they distribute everything to all the people in the group and they come back and they do that again you think about how they're taking so already tired already hungry and now they've been going out and feeding everybody else in the crowd and and uh and then they come back finally to jesus and point four but i think this is the real point of the whole thing is that real rest comes from trusting jesus should be trusting in the notes trusting Jesus. Uh, Luke 9, 17 says they all ate and were satisfied. So all these people ate and were satisfied. So it's not like they got a bite. They were full. And the disciples 
picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. So I think everybody ate and was satisfied. So, so they, they were full. And, and the disciples, and then, so the crowd then having been fed, I just, I have a picture then of the crowd, you know, sort of getting up, kind of amazed at the meal that they'd been given, and they're, they're wandering off to go back to wherever it is they came from. The disciples there, tired, uh, but, but Jesus gives them one further task. They need to go and pick up the broken pieces of bread that are scattered now all over the hillside. And when they come back, they come back with all 12 baskets full. And, and, and so you think, well, that almost seems, you know, not even fair. They've been working, working, working. They're hungry. They're tired. Why, why would he have them go out and even work more? Now go clean up and pick up all the bread that's out there. And, and I think he wants them to know this, that, that his provision was, was not only adequate for the day, it was more than adequate. Um, it was more than enough to, to meet the need that was at hand, not only for all those people, but also for the disciples. And as the disciples were willing to trust Jesus with what they had, he, he met them there in a significant way, and, and he's more than able to deal with whatever's going on in your life. And, and I think that, that when we get to that point, see, to me, the whole thing, with the, it, was, it was the disciples learning to trust Jesus. And that, that, that when you trust Jesus, that's when you begin to experience real rest, sort of a rest in your soul. I think a lot of times we deal with a restlessness because, you know, things are sort of up, you know, we're, we're just not sure what's going to happen and what's going on, and it's very easy to kind of get all caught up in that. But but I, I believe that Jesus would just show in his guys, because, you know, he's training them to go and do this stuff forever, um, that they were going to have to trust him in the process. And even when they were tired, even when they were, it was difficult, even when they were hungry, if they would trust him, he would take care of them. And, and he just shows them in, in, in such a beautiful way uh, of how much, you know, you, you can trust Jesus and he's going to meet you there. And, and that that's where when we get that, we find rest for our souls. Uh, that, that it's a rest that goes beyond just, a, you know, a physical rest. It's a, it's a rest that goes beyond, you know, a physical hunger. It's a, it's a satisfying knowing that Jesus is with us and for us and that we can trust him. And that th- this is what he's teaching his disciples in the process. And so, you know, he's, he's demonstrating his grace, he's demonstrating his compassion, but, but further, he's demonstrating to his disciples that they can trust him and that life is found in him and that they're going to find rest in him as they trust him uh, on their own journey. So, so that, I think, is the main stuff out of that lesson. Think about that uh, this week and what that would have been like and, and uh, uh, how amazing God is and, and how, you know, how much he cares about us. And how, not, how much Jesus, you know, cared not only about the crowd, but about his disciples and how he was giving them all that they would need to, to do the ministry that he had called them to and to live the life that he had come for them to have. And I just think that's very significant in the process. So uh, we're going to end it there for today. If you're watching my video, thank you for doing that. We appreciate you doing that. If you need prayer, go to the website and find the prayer page and you can put your prayers in there. We'll pray for you. Hope to see you soon. That's going to do it for today. All right, what we're going to do is we're going to move into our extended worship time. Um, I want to give you a chance to kind of stretch your legs as we head into that. It'll take us a few minutes to get that ready. So why don't we stand up?